Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Um, David Walsh Chemis is from the Ballykilcavan Brewery. David's with us on the programme today because you want to see, David, more festivals, large Irish festivals, feature independent local breweries. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, we are a very small, to be fair, craft brewery based on my family farm. We're just outside Stradbury and we are two and a half kilometres in a straight line from the electric picnic. So we can quite easily step outside the brewery and we can actually hear the music when the festival's on. Look but unfortunately you. for us, um, it's, it's, it's actually great. Like, I mean, you can sit there, you get the whole atmosphere, yeah. you, don't, it, you know, all the songs merge in together. But uh, the problem we have is that we can't serve our beers in there because there's an exclusivity deal done. Basically, Heineken sponsor the festival as part of that sponsorship. It means that they have complete exclusivity. So even though when you go in there, it looks like there's a lot of different brands. All of those brands are completely owned by Heineken. And it means that we as a small brewery literally on the doorstep are completely excluded from going in. That happens at pretty much every festival, though, doesn't it? It happens at a lot, particularly the big ones, you'd have to say. Now, we were, I mean, we were very lucky. There's another lovely music festival down here in Leash called Forest Fest over in Emo a couple of weeks ago. And we were allowed into that one because the organiser has made the decision that even though there was a very big brand in there selling their beers, he's also going to support some other uh, independent small businesses, local businesses. So we were allowed in there as well. But the picnic has made the decision that um, they're going for the exclusivity. They're taking the sponsorship money and that's the way that they, they run it. It's their right to do so, though. Isn't it, it is, of course, absolutely. It's a commercial decision. And I fully mm. understand. I mean, it's an expensive festival to put on, yeah. I'm sure. From our point of view, it just seems a bit of a shame that they couldn't somehow wrangle a deal that they'd still get a lot of sponsorship money from um, from a large brewing company. But have I mean, we're not obviously looking to take over. We couldn't. It'd take us probably about yeah. five years to brew the amount of beer for the weekend. Um, all I'd be asking for is that there'd be some sort of provision that a small company, local company, would be allowed in. And I mean, put us away in a corner somewhere okay. in Salty Dog or in Trenchtown or somewhere like that. You know, it, it's we're a small enough business that we'd be able to run a nice little craft beer bar, we'd never be able to supply anything like the volumes to take over the whole festival. And obviously we wouldn't have the finances yeah, to support that to either. Do that too. But we'd just like to see, you okay. know, if, if, if Heineken spent, if they got 99.9% of the beer sales, we'd still be very happy with that if we could get the rest or, or other people would be able to come in as well and get some of the, uh, some of the pie. Craig Hughes is the co-founder, David, of, um, of the, uh, the head of communications of the night for the night and day festival. Craig, do you feature local beers at night and day? We do. If, if you came to night and day in Lockheed Forest Park this year, you would have been exclusively drinking uh, the White Hag beer who are based in nearby Sligo. In Sligo, I know what, yeah. And also our, our spirits are exclusively from the, the Loch Free Distillery. And the year before, we had Black Donkey from West Common on site as well, another small craft brewer. But I think the thing for us, I mean, obviously there's the commercial side of things. We're a small homegrown festival. That's something we want to reflect in the overall experience we provide to people who, who come tonight and day. But I mean, the other side of that is when we put out a survey after the festival, and this is kind of crucial, that people really loved the, the small craft brewers there. I mean, the, the amount of feedback I was getting on White Hags, uh, New Stout, it was, I, I couldn't believe it, you know. And so there's a, there's a real value in, in providing uh, variety and, and kind of going off and supporting your, your, your local um, smaller enterprises. That Is it not more expensive though for the customer? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, like our pints, we're selling at, at, at seven euro a pint, which I think is quite, uh, quite reasonable um, and, and kind of standard and actually cheaper than 
than some events I've seen in Dublin at other festivals. So no, it doesn't. Um, it's not necessarily more expensive for the customer. Uh, Joe Donnelly is with us too, Craig. Joe's from the Rascal uh, Rascals Brewery in Inchicore in Dublin. Is it something that Rascals have ever looked into, Joe? Hi, Andrea. Yes, um, we've looked into it a few times, and unfortunately, uh, we met a few dead ends or a few brick walls. Um, we did try to get in, I think, to Altogether Now Festival um, back when that was beginning. I think it was the second one, because it was the first one, actually, the first uh, edition of Altogether Now Festival had three or four Irish independent breweries pouring, in addition to the main tents where they were serving the beer from the bigger conglomerates. And it was a brilliant move. It was a brilliant decision from Altogether Now. It really made that festival stand out. You know, I don't think they did it again, unfortunately, which is a shame. But at that first festival, they had Dungarvan Brewing Company, which is obviously local to the mm. to the southeast. I think they had O'Sullivan's from Cork. They had one or two others. And it was just great. And, like, I mean, the thing about it is people will really, really appreciate the choice. And there's something that hasn't been mentioned yet in this discussion. And I believe firmly that the festival organisers would get a huge PR win from allowing Irish independent breweries to sell their products in intense and, and David and, and it was a brilliant video I have to say by David that he put up and we don't even they don't, don't put us away in, in the corner or in some no have us out right beside the main tents that's what I would say let's, well, be, yeah. let's, let's celebrate it and be proud about it and you know the way people react on social media and online and you know even on radio phone in shows and all the rest of it the festival organisers could benefit from a huge amount of PR and goodwill and kudos by making the move and saying, no, you know what, we're going to have 10% of the beers pouring are going to be from a select number of independent Mm. breweries. We're going to put them right beside the main tent. And, you know, customers will appreciate the choice. But sure, Joe, isn't everybody jumping up and down about sustainability? I mean, like, David, if you're across the road from Strad Valley at Electric Picnic, surely you're the most sustainable option. Well, I mean, we would say so. We, we've just been awarded a gold membership status of Origin Green for the second year in a row. That's the flagship um, uh, Origin Green uh, sort of board be a sustainability program. That's the highest level of that. We've won three major national sustainability awards in the last 18 months. Um, so, I mean, I would argue that we're, we're pretty high up on the, in the terms of sustainability and certainly in terms of carbon footprint for getting beers into the festival. As someone said on Twitter, we could bring it in in a wheelbarrow. We're that close. You know, it, yeah. it's, uh, it, it would be, but it, you know, it would definitely be an option to help that. P- Peter Breen from Drink Irish is with us as well. Um, how important, Peter, would a move like this be? Well, I think um, it would be very, like, I'm probably mostly a consumer in this conversation. And like Joe said, it's, it's about that choice. It's about giving people the option to choose what they want to drink. Um, you know, I have no problem with Heineken or any of, the, any of the, you know, Diageo or any of them being in there as well. But it's giving people the option of that good quality local beer. Um, and it might be something they've never tried before either. So um, it's giving people that choice. Um, and also, I mean, like the likes of Electric Picnic do talk about sustainability and support local. I think some of these festivals, they should have some almost an obligation to to support the local businesses in that area. You know, they're in Strad Valley. It should be it should be they should be showing that they're um that it benefits Strad Valley, it benefits local businesses. Um so I think yeah, it's it's really it's really important I think um to have that choice for people. Yeah. You see Joe, on the point around the exclusivity, like the likes of your Heineken and your Diageos and, and the big yeah. brands and companies that you need to be able to stock something like Electric Picnic and, and other large festivals. Like 
you can see why they're going to do, you know, they, they, well, I presume they won't that, walk but, away from it. No, no, of course not. But you see, the two can, can coexist, you see. You see, there's an old marketing thing. If you have a, um, if you have um, a Coke vending machine in a school or, or a college um, and it sells Coke and that's it, and it's one product, if you put a Pepsi vending machine right beside that, the two products would sell more because it's, it's a little trick. The, 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 the decision-making moves from, well, will I have a drink today to which one will I have? So the more choice you have and the variety of choice and the diversity will make the consumer more active in deciding and purchasing and consuming. So, look, we all know Heineken are not going to be affected by um, four or five um, craft beer tents at Electric Picnic. They won't be affected. I'd like to know what they're scared of. That's the question we need to ask. Why are they threatened by Irish independent breweries? You know, what? that's that's what we need to answer because there is no threat, really. We can actually exist peacefully together mm-hmm. and benefit. You know, I would say, for example, Diageo, who run the Open Gate Brewery up there beside the Guinness Storehouse, they get independent Irish beer on tap in the Open Gate because they understand the value of that gesture. It's not just about supporting Irish breweries in the locality. It's about sending a message to mm-hmm. their consumers that they care about sustainability yeah. and locally sourced okay. materials and they want to support. It'll be well, interesting to see... How they can do that. Why, it, what are they scared of? It'll be interesting to see if other festivals, you know, do make the move uh, and break that exclusivity contract with big brands to allow the likes of your, you know, Ballykilcabin Brewery and, and Rascals as well and Inchicore and other brands too. To, uh, to stock and display at some of the country's festivals. David, Craig, Peter, Joe, thanks a million for getting in touch with us in the show. Was- Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.